Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze, discuss, and gush over Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, one minute at a time. I'm one of your co-hosts, Chris LaSalle. That would make me your other co-host, David Stoker. Hey, Dave. Chris, how's it going? Pretty good. Did you uh, enjoy the eclipse this week? I did. It was it was very freaky and amazing at the same time. I'm glad we're all still here. Yes, me too. The, the apocalypse did not come. That is that is great. <laughs> all right, so we're back. Then we survived the eclipse. It's uh, we're on to minute 17 of the search for Spock. Minute 17 starts with Kirk yelling, Uhura, get the medics down here! And ends a minute later with Kirk saying, But we had requested. Mm. So, what did they request? What did they request? But yeah, uh, pretty dramatic opening to the minute. And the previous minute, uh, McCoy gave his, was in Spock mode, said remember, and passed out on, on top of Kirk. And yep. Uhura chimed in, said, Hey, Admiral Morrow's ready for inspection. And uh, Kirk's like, the hell with that. He's yelling at her, get the medics down here. Get them now. Um, and totally plausible or, you know, understandable reaction to, you know, McCoy's passed out in his arms. I've, I've, so I like the, the close-up here of, you know, when Kirk is like, get the medics down here, get yep. them now. And, you know, but then they do this sort of pullback okay. shot where it's Kirk and McCoy are sort of like under this beam of light and it just to me looks funny and I, I can't explain why it looks funny it just I don't know why it just looks it does not look like it doesn't look bright to me I don't I, it's not like it, it looks very staged um, you know with the circular light over them and the iDick penny poster in the back and the lava lamp over on the right there it just looks very completely staged where I feel like it was very where it was you were close up on him I felt like you could have just ended it there and moved to the next scene rather than do that pullback shot well I I really like this pullback shot really I, I do um, and I'm I'm realizing it's it's another I guess it's another lighting moment Disney lighting moment yeah. <laughs> that we've talked about in the past, but there's a lot of color in this shot, and there is. You, yes. you freeze frame it there. You know, there's in the foreground there it looks like there's a bunk, um, and then kind of those frosted glass doors with the bunks all lit up in blue, and then you've got the main room, and yeah, the spotlight. I agree, that's a little obvious, or it's obvious that that maybe they just happen to be standing on one of the recessed lights. I don't know, uh, but I. I was struck by the. If you paused it and looked, took it, took that whole shot in it, it, it at once. I'm like, oh, yeah, that looks really, it's really colorful, really cool. And uh, I'm not, I'm not denying that the setup looks cool with the blue and the and the red and the purples. It, you know what I feel like when I look at this scene? I almost feel like they're going to be transported somewhere. Like it's a transporter scene. Like he had just said, Ohura transport us to med, you know the med bay or something like that and they're waiting to be transported oh yeah 
yeah that's yeah i can see that it he he's definitely that his hold on mccoy is weird and maybe that's part of the 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 my feelings towards this i think the biggest part is is while i agree with you that i enjoy the background lighting i feel like the spotlight just again screams to me this was staged this is set up and rather than the organic scene that it could have been right because it's such a it's just such a great moment you know when you're close up and you see kirk and he's you know he's get the medics down here get you know get them now and then you sort of pull back to this and i you know i get the difference you know it's now he's left alone there holding mccoy like what is going on like i i, I get the the need for this pullback a little bit but i just maybe it's just i don't like the way it's set up i don't like the way he's holding him and it just feels funny i think it's i think the the helplessness in the scene is it, it does a good job like the, the close-up kirk looks like he's on it right but the right. pullback i think you just said it kirk looks alone and, and it does he looks in a way he looks helpless there's nothing he can do other than hold his friend you know from falling on the floor and McCoy right. is just you know out and I, I will I will I mean I'm I'm defending this moment and I will say over the right. years watching it I, I think I've had the same reaction too like that's an that's an awkward shot and it's you know it's brief it's you only see it for a couple of seconds right but I'm really I I really appreciate it now I appreciate it more seeing it and so yeah so there you go I'm pro okay and I also <laughs> did you say okay okay you be pro <laughs> whatever <laughs> I have I have I have a new disappointment with this scene. Really? However, however okay. I have a new disappointment with the scene. For the first time in two movies, Rathacon, Search for Spock, we get to see the chair that Spock was meditating in, uh, that McCoy was just sitting in. Oh yeah. That is not what I pictured Spock sitting and meditating on. I uh-huh. assumed he was on like a you know, a block of Vulcan stone. You know, uh, where he would sit cross-legged or something, and he's—it just looks like a barber's chair. You can kind of make it out in the shot. So I'm, I'm disappointed. Disappointed in the chair. So it's funny you say barber, and <laughs> when we've mentioned barber on this on this before, <laughs> yeah. but that was my first thought: was is that a barber's chair? <laughs> like, is that where Ohora went and got her hair done? <laughs> Well, it's got the big mirror behind her too, right? You could just spin yeah. it around. And uh... <laughs> anyway, was hoping for more. And I, you know, I actually I do want to. I'm going to have to go back and just take a peek at Rathacon. The scene in Spock's quarters where Kirk asks him for the ship, and Spock stands up during that scene, and he kind of unfold. I, I remember being the way he. Yeah. It looks like he's standing up and like unfolding himself, you know. And and uh, I always thought he was. You know, in a cross-legged position in that shot. And yeah. This would just be sitting up from some stupid chair. Well, I think this goes back to, remember when we were on the bridge of the Klingon ship, and I said that it didn't look right, and I said yeah. I don't remember the way it looked from Voyage Home, and thanks to our listeners, and they, I think it might have been Keith or or uh, David might have found the, the actual image and put them together, and you totally can tell that they're completely different shots. Like, they're completely different sets. And I'm wondering here if, yeah, they had some of the elements of the old Spock, but did they just take a new set, and that's why you're getting this sort of, like, that's not what I remember. And 
and again, I think also part of it is the lighting. Because remember, when he walks into the room, the room is completely lit. It's all natural. It's all like white lighting, you know, yep. like you'd find in your house. It's not these dark, you know, reds and blues. It's so I think that might be playing tricks with our eyes a little bit. I I too want to go back and look and see what the difference, you know, because now that you bring it up, now I'm like, okay, now I want to see that scene. Don't you love how we'll use any excuse to go back and watch Wrath? Watch Wrath. True. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go sit through the whole movie again just to see that one one scene. Hey, good thing we are. Hey, and that's those, right. And, and for right. those listeners who don't know that, um, I believe uh, Fathom Events um, they do all kinds of like uh, one-time shows and stuff like that. Um, not to pimp out their their site or anything, but Fathom Events is having two showings of uh, Wrath uh, Wrath of Khan, the director's cut, on September 10th and September 13th. And um, Chris and I are now working out where we're gonna go see it, but um, we're gonna we're gonna hit it up on I think September 10th, and so maybe we'll uh, we'll have a we'll talk about it on one of the episodes. Yeah, we should also try and let's uh, once we nail down which theater we're gonna go see it in, because hmm. because we're not geographically in the same place. Uh, right. We should just let people know because I know we have some listeners in New England. Uh, sure. Yeah. If, definitely. Uh, people on a road trip and, and meet meet up at that at that showing. I think that would be. Uh, that would be pretty cool. That would be very cool. So not to derail this minute, but uh, just thought it was important <laughs> well, since we were talking about Wrath of Khan. Might, might as well bring that up. Yeah, sure thing. Well, speaking of Wrath of Khan, <laughs> let's cut to the next scene that looks like it was come straight out of Wrath of Khan. So here we see um, we see Commander Moro. So what is he the commander of? Is he the is he the starbase commander? Is he um, you know the the commander of starbase or um, it just says Commander Moro? I I did some research on Admiral Moro, Commander Moro. Uh, he's a fleet. That's yeah. So that that was my other question: is is he just because they mentioned commander, and I know I've heard somewhere Admiral yep. Moro. So. And I think it's in the text here. So what what is he? Is he an admiral? Is he a commander? Resources. Lay it on me, man. <laughs> Resources vary. He's a fleet admiral. Morrow is his title, which okay. I, I don't know if that's. I don't know what, if Kirk is a fleet admiral or just an admiral. He's also the only Starfleet admiral that's been referred to as the commander of Starfleet. And so. Oh, okay. But he's the only character that's ever been called that. It's never come up again in other uh, other films or other shows. There's never been a commander of Starfleet. So it's a little, I don't know if they're playing it fast and loose by saying commander. Uh, unclear. Um, the non-canon materials that are out there say uh, he and Kirk have been uh, comrades. They've worked with each other for 25 years. Um, so they diff they... They have some history, and it's obvious here. I think we'll we'll see it in the, in, in this minute and other minutes that they they're no strangers to one another. They know each other well. Right. I know I'm drifting from your question. I'm just this is more of just the Moro stuff that I <clears throat> that I had, had found. Uh, it was a uh, uh, Moro who was who sponsored Kirk to be captain, to be a captain, and he it was also Moro who uh, pressured him into taking the admiral's position. After the completion of the, oh, of the five okay. year mission, so, so oh, wow. Moro's had a lot of sway over over Kirk. Uh, again, this non-canon material, and it also says here he oversaw the Transwarp project, which is an integral oh, part of this okay. film. 
Yep. Oh yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah, the only thing I found out about um, this was that he um, was supposed to actually go to the next movie. Um, his character was supposed to be in the next movie, but they changed that to um, Admiral Cartwright, who I believe appears in the next movie and in... Oh, right. I don't know if he's in five, but I know he's in six. Um, and that character then, you know, obviously takes us to the end. But um, he, I, the intention here, again, was to have him be, you know, Admiral Merle throughout the rest of the series, I guess. Yeah, some continuity. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, I wonder why. I wonder if it was... Why? Do, do you know why? Did it say? It, it didn't say. It didn't say. It just said that he um, he was replaced. So it didn't okay. say why. Yeah, that would have been... I, li- I, like, I like that kind of continuity with secondary characters. You know, they're not necessarily... Yeah, definitely. They're not integral to the storyline, but they have them right. you know, arc all the way through. And I think he's I think he's pretty you know he's he's a he's a he's a secondary character but he is pretty important to the plot here oh, yeah. a little bit. Yep. I mean yeah. I mean he gives them we learn here he says you've all done a remarkable job uh you're receiving Starfleet's highest commendation which is a question I'll ask in a second and more importantly extended shore leave. He's like that's all but Mr but you Mr. Scott uh, they need your your wisdom over on the Excelsior. Report there tomorrow as captain of engineering. So I have two questions from his line here. <laughs> okay, good. One is, one is, what is Starfleet's highest commendation? Well, I did some. I could, I could not find definitive answer to that question. Let's compare notes then, because I also went to go find out what Starfleet's highest commendation is. What is your first idea? So. My first was the Christopher Pike Medal of Valor. Oh, I did not even have... Oh, I had Medal of Valor. Is it... it was, I didn't know it was the Christopher Pike Medal of Valor. Yeah. And then the, I have the St- Starfleet Award of Valor. And then I have the Cochrane Medal of Excellence. Wow, so we... Those were the, those were the top three that I found. So here are the top three I found. <laughs> I found the Grand Kite Order of Tactics. Ooh awarded to both Kirk and Jean-Luc Picard. The Starfleet Medal of Commendation, pretty generic. Yep. And then the Medal of Valor. And I only have those three listed because in all of the research I did, those three were all listed as the top <laughs> commendation in Starfleet. And yeah. you found two other, at least two others. Yeah, so I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know. So I'm going to say a failure. You know, you and I call ourselves bad trekkies from time to time. Yeah. Um, the the Uber fans out there aren't doing a great job cataloging all these medals. <laughs> yeah. Granted, they're all over the place, right? The, the, I don't know the stuff you saw, but I was I definitely drifted into. I was looking at, you know, uh, medals and awards you can get oh, in yeah. Star Trek video games and mm-hmm. uh, the books and the shows, and I was all over the map. Oh yeah, definitely looking at forum posts, and again, like forum posts are not canon in any way, shape, or form. So it's like that's where I found a lot of this stuff. Is like, you know, you go on some random posting board, and they say, "Hey, there's the Christopher Pike Medal of Valor for you know, so and so," and you know, and then you're like, "What?" Like, <laughs> yeah. And then you try to research that, and you end up with nothing, and you're like, "What?" Yeah, I went down quite a few rat holes of yeah like whoa i just found it quite curious to, that they sort of throw that out there but they don't tell us anything about like what that commendation is and this is when you think about it i mean he it, in a way he it's a throwaway he doesn't he doesn't like you know 
more importantly, you get shore leave. But I mean, I would think getting Starfleet's highest commendation is probably got to be quite a big deal. But, but right. to him, you know, I'm going to let you guys take a vacation. That's more important. So my second question in his little, uh, you know, line here is captain of engineering. Yes. So I have never known that there was a captain of engineering. Always the engineer chief, chief of engineering. Does that mean that he is being promoted to the level of captain and he is working in the engineering group? Or is that actually a title, captain of engineering? All I had was the question that you had. I My question was, <laughs> was captain, is this a promotion from, I thought he was commander, Commander Scott. Right. In the back of my head, um, it makes sense that the Excelsior, with all its pretentiousness that we're going to see, that not only does it have a captain, but it has a captain of engineering. Maybe everybody has a title like, oh, you're the transporter captain. You're the captain of the cafeteria. Right. Is the ship that big that it needs that many captains? Well, I just, I find that, well, you, you have a chain of command and you have to have someone's got to be the head, the captain. And if you have two captains on the ship, like, does that, do you run into, you know, what if the captain of the Excelsior is like, hey, I want to go to warp speed? And this guy's like, no, I'm not giving you warp speed. I'm a captain too, you know. We're co-captains. Not saying you would, but I just find that, I just found that almost, almost like a throwaway line, just like report there tomorrow as captain of engineering. Almost, but I was like. Yeah, if he had said anything else, right? If he said, you know, grand master chief of engineering, I would have been totally fine with it. Right, just any yeah. other weird title, but yeah, captain immediately. What? What? Wait a minute. Throw, even he said lieutenant, lieutenant of engineering. Okay. Right. Everyone reports to a captain. I don't know. I think it's a mistake. Maybe he ad libbed it and they just left it in there. Part of me wonders if it was a if you just misworded it and that happened to be the best take of the. Of the, you know, that they got it, you know, like they, we, we got a couple of the shots, we'll, we'll fix it in post or whatever, and, you know, they got to it, and they're like, oh, crap, like, this is the best shot, like, well, I guess we'll have to leave it in there. Although, they did go through the exhaustive duty of redubbing all of the Vulcan, uh, or not Vulcan, sorry, Klingon, when they were speaking English, and uh, they redubbed it with uh, the, the Klingon words. Is this the third time or the fourth time we've seen people lined up inside the torpedo bay for some kind of there was when Kirk arrived in Wrath of Khan yep. there was the funeral in Wrath of yep. Khan yep. there's this scene I feel like there was a fourth yep. one just me I don't know so maybe just three three's enough I think yeah three's enough can we talk about the people? Can only go back to this well so many times before it looks stale. I would say we're at that moment. Yeah. Can we go down the line though and talk about some of the people in the line? Sure. I'm sure you're gonna let me know who they are. Uh, well, don't get too excited because I wasn't that exhaustive. But I, I, the going down the left hand side, Kirk, Sulu, Uhura. Who's who's that yep. gentleman next to him? Uh, to Uhura. He looks really familiar to me as an actor, but I, I, I don't know who it is. Do you look familiar to you? I don't know. No, not really. None of these people look familiar. Okay, but if you do, 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 do uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven down the line, the lady, she's the lady yep. from the, the bridge, the one we're always pointing out, the stunt actress from the bridge. 
okay. And then there's an alien yep. dude standing. Yeah, and there is. A little disappointing you don't get to see all of them. It's pretty rare in these two, three, four um, that you get to see an, you know, an, an, an alien other than Spock or a Vulcan. And he looks uh, right. He looks like he looks like he could be a cool looking alien, at least just from his eyes up. He's got some funky, uh, I don't know. I want to say eyebrows, because funky brows over his eyes. His ears look a little weird, but I don't have a good. You don't. You can't see him well enough to to really tell what kind of what species he is. So, <laughs> I chuckle at this scene a little because you know looking at it, and you know you focus on the alien's head, and. Yeah. <laughs> to the left of him is a there's a, a shorter man, and you see his head. But that's all you see is his head. So it's almost looked like someone had a goof with this and sort of like, hey, I'm going to insert my head into the scene, and they like digitally impose his see his head in there. But it just looks, it almost looks like a floating head. Oh, yeah, there's no body that goes with it. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, so we don't know who the alien is. So I'm going to put that out to the fans to see if anybody recognized that species of alien. Going down the right-hand side, uh, uh, just the woman on the in the front right-hand side is that the uh, the, the woman yep. who blew the whistle when when uh, Kirk originally came on board in Rathacon? She's got the dangly uh, stuff I, on her on her uniform. I don't think so, but I think she's probably like his assistant because she looks like she's carrying some sort of like either case or board or clipboard or something. Well, it has to be a clipboard, Dave. Come on, it's Star Trek. That's true. Star Trek with the clipboards. Um, that's what I'm going to guess is that he's like, she's like. She's working for Moreau. Moreau? Yeah. Yeah, she's okay. not part of the crew. That's why she's got a different, you know, she's got the tassel on her and the different colored front there. I, I believe okay. she's not part of the crew. And then going down that line, we've got Scotty, Chekhov, and then I thought that was Commander Rand, but I think it's another, some other woman. It would be odd, obviously, if it was yep. Rand. Since the last time we saw her was in the cafeteria. Yep, that is and true. And everyone else down the line, it just random people. I don't recognize any of them. Nobody's credited. What a bummer! Why? Nope. They, they do such a poor job in these <laughs> in these movies, on these group scenes where where we'd like to know everybody. Yeah, you know, at least you know, geez, you're an extra, but and you get you get to wear the uniform, you get to appear in you know a scene with the the main cast, and you get nothing. You don't get any credit. The only thing you get is, yep, I was in that scene. That's me. You know, seventh down the line from scotty no i agree yeah it, it it totally stinks because especially if you're the alien guy and you dress up and you're like hey like i went through this exhaustive process probably like three or four hours and i'm not even credited in the movie like come on man like how are you gonna even prove that was you <laughs> no kidding that was that was actually me dave i was there I, i'd buy that i would totally buy that <laughs> a little tall for a 13 year old but that was me <laughs> Uh, so, so continuing on with this minute, we have, uh, you know, Mr. Scott responds to Commander Morrow saying, with all appreciation, sir, I'd prefer to re supervise the refit of the Enterprise. Morrow saying, I'm, so, I'm afraid that won't be necessary. And Mr. Scotty looking flummoxed as to, but, you know, but sir, and, you know, Morrow saying, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Scott, there will be no retrofit. Dun, dun, dun. And then Kirk chimes in, Admiral, I don't understand. The Enterprise is not. And then uh, Morrow, Jim, the Enterprise is 20 years old. We feel her day is over. So clearly Morrow has a step above Kirk in the Admiral hierarchy. 
if he can basically say, yeah, you, we're not going to do this again. Like when he and, and when he says we, you know, he's obviously part of some admiral committee or some sort of Starfleet committee that he, Kirk is not a part of. Right. Maybe he's on the the Federation Council. Maybe he's a member of the Council. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the the interesting takeaway here is, you know, that they're not going to retrofit the Enterprise. That's one thing. The second thing is is that he says the Enterprise is 20 years old. So, question to you is, one, is this the Enterprise from the five-year mission 20 years old? Or is this 20 years old from when Decker refitted the Enterprise? I was assuming it was the Enterprise from the five-year mission that's been retro. Okay. And that was the comment actually I had was, well, Decker re, you know, supervised the refit for the motion picture. Yep. And my math has gone a little squishy. I don't remember how many years uh, passed between the motion picture and Wrath of Khan. I want to say it was five years. Yep. Another five years, but I could be wrong. I don't have my timelines okay. in front of me or hanging on the wall. Uh, <laughs> but there was a definitely, there's definitely a, it's it's laid out. It's, you know, from from the five-year mission to Wrath, to motion picture right. to Wrath of Khan. And then obviously this is... Well, we know. Well, wait. So hold on. <clears throat> we we know it's fifteen years. It's been fifteen years since Kirk saw Khan. So right. minus five. Start of the. We'll just go say minus five to the start of the five-year mission. There's your twenty. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I buy that. I totally would buy that. So then the question is, I'm sure they spent some time and resources, and maybe not necessarily money, because this is you know the future. Right. But they spent a lot of a lot of effort refitting the Enterprise under Decker. They're just going to now just throw her away? Is it just because she's so beat up, they just, like, forget it now, we're not going to bother? I, I wonder if that's what, what what has happened here is, you know, obviously Kirk had to give a detailed report and probably had to transmit, you know, data on what they would need to help repair, and mm-hmm. I'm sure it was, you know, to the effect of, you know, the... It's like when you crash a car and the insurance company and the insurance company goes, "Well, it's going to cost us more than what your car is worth." I'm sure they looked at the balance, you know, the ledger, even though they don't really, but and said, "You know, it's going to take 6 months and all these materials to rebuild the enterprise." I say we just mothball it and move on. Let's total it. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's total the enterprise. Did you I don't know if you noticed <clears throat> when Morrow says, "Hey Jim, the Enterprise is twenty years old." The that uh, the crew member next to Uhura kind of gives the side eye, like, "Ooh, he just threw that out twenty years old." He's oh, yeah. he's just, he's just saying how old Kirk is right there. Oh yeah, he <laughs> is totally. He's like, "Ooh, he went there." Oh, he totally did. He totally gives an eye, like, "What? Oh, yeah. Twenty so how old years?" You Kirk is? is that what you're, are you saying? How old? You know, is that a, that is uh, some shade of Kirk about how old he is? So speaking of Kirk's age, um, I'm I'm gonna bring up his hair yeah. again, and the wide shots that we get, his hair looks great, but then when you get that close-up shot mm-hmm. of Morrow talking to him, at the end of the minute, it just something does not look right. Maybe because it's being cut off by the top mm-hmm. of the top of the you know the the image, the the way that it's been framed. But it just here I I look at it and I'm like. Yeah, that's fake. That's just that's I'm not buying that hair at all. Like that is fake. That okay. So so that shot I don't have a problem with. You back up two seconds to when Moro is talking to him and you can see the 
the crew member give the side eye. Kirk looks like he's wearing a helmet for. <laughs> And, and I'm going to, you know, when I, all right, so this is the time to talk about it, I guess, because yeah, this, this is not going to be the last time we poke fun at yeah. it. And, I, and, I, and again, I feel bad. I've already kind of confessed I didn't know. Um, but for, while we were on hiatus, I watched the, the I watched the film Searcher Spock. Uh, I watched it on Blu-ray for the first time. I watched it on a pretty decent sized screen, big screen. And the, from the we already passed from the very first moment you see Kirk on the bridge when he's doing his captain's log, he turned around and I went, "Oh my God, the hair and the makeup is terrible yeah. in this movie." All, that's all I could see was the hair and the makeup, and I was so distracted. It took uh, probably it's it's till we get later until you know probably. You know, 20, 30 minutes of the movie that I kind of settled in, but all of these brightly lit shots <laughs> on Blu-ray, and I'm like, oh no! I said it's so distracting, and um, so I'm going to blame the Blu-ray because I've never all of I've seen the movie a million times, but I've never watched a Blu-ray, so I'm going to blame Blu-ray for you know just showing too much information. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I again, I, I feel bad pointing it out, and, and but it's it's there and. I can see it, and it's distracting. <sighs> Sorry, everybody. Oh no, I hear you. Um, I just, I, I just, I just wanted to bring that up because it just, it was to me, it looked, it looked, it was, it was staring at me right in the face, and I just was like, oh, might as well bring it up. Yeah. Okay, Dave. <laughs> Should we end here before we just totally rip into Shatner any further? We love Shatner, though. We, we love do. him. I, lo- I do love Chad. Love him. Uh, I just read a. I just read a, an interview with him this morning before we were, were doing recording. Uh, 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 just some some of his thoughts on, you know, reflecting on the Wrath of Khan and and I'm like, oh God, I love Chad. He's great. Um, but hair and makeup in this film, not so much. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we wrap it up then? Unless you have any other notes. Nope, I'm good. Okay. All right, gang. Then we're gonna we'll sign off here. We're gonna be back on Friday. Um, while you're waiting, if you want to uh, get ready for the Wrath of Khan 35th anniversary film you know, coming out in a few weeks, uh, if you want to get some Star Trek Minute swag that you can wear uh, to the movie, why don't you head on over to T Public uh, slash Star Trek Minute and uh, take a look at some of the t-shirts we have out there. There's uh, Star Trek Minute logos and some uh, some quotes from the show and a whole bunch of fun stuff. You can get t-shirts, you can get, what, iPhone cases and stickers. The stickers are awesome. Um, and uh, every purchase you make uh, helps out the show a little bit. And so we'd appreciate it and uh, hope you have fun with it. So check it out. And we're going to be back here on Friday with Minute 18 of The Search for Spock here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Bye.